Welcome everyone to the Cloak and Dagger podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here to talk to you for the first time today about Cloak and Dagger, which will bring you in a little less than three weeks. Yes, another fantasticgeek.com podcast dedicated to the MCU. Uh, if you're a first-time listener, we also have we have some of your Stars Wars, some of your Stars Trek there too, but we are all MCU, all Cloak and Dagger. Today, Pete, talking about Cloak and Dagger that's going to be premiering on Freeform on June 7th. That's two episodes in one night, Pete. I feel like somehow still even with as long as this is gestated with Marvel more than a year, Matt, uh, this project has been coming together from casting. I feel like not enough people know about it. And we've seen previews the last couple weeks during agents of shield as it's ended its fifth season. Clearly there is a space now, this being the first free form Marvel cinematic universe TV outing to go with all the other shows across um, ABC, Netflix. We've had Runaways now on Hulu and keeping it in the ABC family to to bring this one on that once was uh, ABC family in the ABC family. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just feel like not enough people know. Well, that's interesting. I I guess I have a couple of responses. First, the fact that it's on free form, I think it's gonna it's gonna pull certainly a wide TV viewing audience, maybe not necessarily a huge one, but a wide TV audience of people who are interested in the MCU. Flip side is, you know, free form is for the uh, they have a really hip phrase that the the people behind the channel uh, have. It's something like forward lookers or something like that. You know, so it's a slightly younger audience than let's say you know, might be, well, let's use the other extreme, some of the Marvel Netflix stuff that's, you know, TV 18, R-rated, whatever it might be. This is for a slightly younger crowd. At least that's the center of the the target there. So that might be one reason, Pete, maybe on their, what what on their YouTubes and their Beats headphones and stuff, maybe they're hearing about <laughs> it in ways that us old folks don't know about. But I think also it's an opportunity. I'm kind of sort of reminded of how, uh, what was then, called enterprise later star trek enterprise how that was kind of like presented as an opportunity for a bit of a fresh start to bring in a, a new audience yes cloak and dagger the proper title is marvel's cloak and dagger yes the red and white marvel logo is front and center but you know i'm expecting a slightly different kind of pace from this show i'm expecting a slightly different kind of tone um and Hopefully those all play to its strengths as kind of character-driven stuff. Um, and they're not going to be focused nonstop on, oh, man, there's the big green guy and the God of Thunder. And it's just kind of more, you know, th this is a different corner of the MCU. It is. And I think there's definitely room for that. We've seen with Runaways, um, you know, that that West Coast offering we've gotten uh there with these well-to-do kids i know there are parallels between those characters and, and cloak and dagger as runaways as young people but i think it's more complex than that and as they're building up on the show 
both in the show itself and in the advertisement, you know, in New Orleans, the bayou, the the specter of witchcraft and, and that kind of thing at play. I think this can be a, a really interesting, if not charming entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, and I think that, you know, though we are not young youths running around, what with our high school troubles and discovering that we have superpowers, you know, at the end of the day, everybody can relate to that high school teen experience. And though though they haven't necessarily sat down and said, boy, what kind of show do Matt and Pete want on Freeform? <laughs> you know, I, I really think if this is well, if it's well made, you know, there's a reason that those high school movies continue to... To, to last and last and last high school TV shows, it's because they remind us of how we were at that time. And hopefully that's the case in this show that's been created by uh, Joe Pukaski, uh, who is probably best known as a writer on Heroes. Hey, who was one of the executive producers? Jeff mm. Loeb. Hashtag, <laughs> it's all Hollywood connected. It is all Hollywood connected, but it makes sense to go. I mean, thank goodness it's not Scott Buck, Matt. Um, you know, what after Iron Fist and then Inhumans. Uh, I heard that uh, Thanos took him out, thankfully. But uh, we, we, we kid, Scott Buck. I'll, I'll take your phone calls. But um, I think that it only makes sense for uh, Pekoski to get the call here from, from Jeff Loeb and a, a known commodity to him on top of everything else to launch, like I said, something that's been bandied around for, for quite some time at – uh, Marvel Studios on the TV side. Well, let's talk cast here. Uh, we have Olivia Holt as uh, Tandy Bowen and uh, Pete. I know you know her from things like uh, <laughs> Disney XD's My Life, Kicking It, uh, Dog with a Blog, things like that. There is one bit of her resume I actually am quite familiar with, and that is when she voiced Petra Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Girl, in uh, Ultimate Spider-Man in, when they did their fantastic Spider-Verse uh, bunch of episodes there. So, Pete, hold on. Somebody with Disney and Marvel experience mm. goes to Freeform. Um, right. It, yep, it's still all connected. Yeah, and she's acted for quite some time she's multi-talented she she sings as well she's got that disney pedigree um it's not a role that we need to have a, a hyper familiar actress but she's familiar enough to young people that are largely you know going to be the targeted audience of this show uh, the other lead, of course, is Aubrey Joseph, who plays Tyrone Johnson, and uh, he certainly has some acting pedigree, though not a uh, not a major resume here. Uh, recurred in the night of the uh, the mm -hmm. uh, celebrated HBO limited series, yeah. Uh, also, some film work as well. So, you know, somebody who uh, who at his young age as well is bringing a certain sense of gravitas to the role. Pete also played Simba on the Broadway musical The Lion King because it still is all Disney World. Yes, and again, multi-talented there. Um, a big get from the night of to get uh, Dwight Gooden Stone on that show to play uh, Cloak here. Um, but again, it's what these two young people will do in this role. It's what a young black man, Matt, is is going to add to this show. 
that's a really kind of unrepresented. I mean, we we have the leader and Alex of the Runaways, but it's it's underrepresented largely on TV. It it's represented, but not tremendously so on uh, Marvel TV. So to to get that in here and to get an, a performer of this caliber is going to help all the more. And from to get it from a character where it has existed already. Now, I'm okay if you want to make changes to modernize characters, like the whole discussion, should Iron Fist have been played by, by an actor with Asian background? I'm okay with that as we, as we move forward. But, you know, it's been observed time and time again that part of what makes the MCU as successful as it's been is that there are so many stories out there already. So you can pick and choose, you know, this person's run from the eighties or that person's great reveal from the seventies or this neat thing they did in the early two thousands to come up with the best TV or film uh, version possible. So, you know, I know cloak and dagger don't go, go all the way back to, you know, to the the fifties or whatnot, but there still is that opportunity to have the character background and to have that authentic representation there and to take it moving forward for these 10 episodes yeah it's fun it's like teen tv dark you know a little bit of a maybe like something your your vampire dramas in the early part of this decade would have seized upon um so i I think they're gonna have a lot of fun with it i think there will be thrills um, any day now I'm supposed to get a look at the pilot. There was some confusion, Matt, even between the two of us, because it was two hour premiere. It's a 10 episode series in this first season, much like Runaways. And it was two hour premiere. And then you thought it said two nights, an hour a night. And, you know, everything that went on with our back and forth. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe that was just my bad, although it's not like I wasn't watching the preview and wasn't watching it eagerly, so to have that moment of confusion. Um, but no, sure enough, it is uh, It is June 7th, two episodes that night, so I kind of like to, you know, over the course of nine, uh, you know, over the course of nine kind of kind of sittings down, we're going to get this, uh, we're going to get this show in its 10 episode entirety. Um, you know, I say bring it on, you add to it the fact that it's not just set in New Orleans, but it's filmed in New Orleans. Yeah. So hopefully there's that authenticity baked in there. And uh, New Orleans certainly a fun place if you're a little older than Cloak and Dagger. Um, but it uh, should make for a really evocative setting nonetheless. And I think the history there too, and that's hinted at the couple trailers that have come out, the, the most recent one in particular. I mean, geez, Matt, it can't go any worse than the last Marvel affiliated property that lends in New Orleans. Could it? Pete, I dare say a new low set by the Josh Trank Fantastic Four. And uh, this has got to be better than it in part because, let's see, uh, I checked IMDb, no Josh <laughs> Trank. Anywhere can we, can near we get this. a sighting? He's, he, he was on Twitter, but when your Marvel movie is filming and you're the director and you're not on the set and then your dogs do a reputed $50,000 worth of damage to the uh, rental the studio puts you up in and then, Matt, then they take away your Star Wars movie, you got problems. 
well, as noted, he's nowhere near this TV show. And and one that, you know, again, it's squarely set in the MCU. But I feel like, you know, even with, with Runaways set in a major city, not that New Orleans isn't major, but I get a sense from the previews here. It's not like downtown at, you know, New Orleans Technical High School. This is going to be more kind of, you know, out there in the bayou, out there in the, in the, uh, the suburbs, whatever it might be. Um, so it's not going to be that kind of up and coming thing that we got in, in runaways where they're kind of conversant in the particulars that's going on. Heck Pete, I'll even give them a complete pass as to reference or not as to Avengers infinity war. Uh, probably would behoove them to be like, Oh man, I can't believe our two unseen friends, uh, are never going to be in this show because of all that's gone on lately. But just, plant the flag don't plant the flag either way let this be its own thing yeah and there's so much going on now throughout this universe matt is this the, i i didn't do the math i i uh, apologize beforehand and again we're the only podcast to bring you all of these i think this is the ninth active show right now right Shield, Inhumans just went away, so no need to worry about that anymore. Okay, let let's let's include Cloak and Dagger right now. That's two. Over on Netflix, we got the Daredevil. We got the Jessica Jones. We're we're up to uh, five there, right? Okay, mm-hmm. we got we got the Luke Cage. We got the Iron Fists. Uh, we got the Punisher. We got the Defenders. That's nine. Runaways, ten. So there are ten active shows right now. Um, and they each seem to have, other than, you know, all the Netflix stuff occurring in New York, and, and even then you can say that's that's their corner, they each seem to all have their little space in this universe. So it's certainly something where coexistence particularly the nature of this story, these teens, a more intimately set narrative uh, can unfold. Yeah, it's all about characters first and does something like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or the Marvel Netflix stuff that already has made clear prior connections and prior existence in the timeline and all that. Do they have a responsibility to really make uh, make sure things are up to date? Sure. I feel like this gets a pass Heck, all they need to do is sit and have valiant news reporter at the beginning saying, you know, and as the, you know, as the 2018, 2017 school year starts, okay, it's before Avengers next, you know, I'm okay with it. However it goes, I want to see what happens with these characters and Pete, we're going to be podcasting the show weekly, of course, uh, in order to have those discussions continue on. Absolutely. The the shows will air on Thursdays. We're looking at coming at you Friday or Saturday. It's going to be a little bit schedule dependent, uh, but we will certainly be live tweeting these. So join us for those. Uh, get your feedback in, get your thoughts in and looking forward to bringing you this very different show than has been offered at this point. We, of course, have a dedicated Cloak and Dagger podcast by Fantastic Geek feed available on uh, on iTunes and Stitcher and all of that. Uh, but if you like what we do, 
Uh, it'll be simulcast to our Pop Culture Podcast, which is available on FantasticGeek.com. Anywhere that you get your podcast, you can subscribe and whatnot. And uh, hopefully you check out Cloak & Dagger with us. Uh, as you mentioned, Pete, we're not going to be podcasting it the night that it airs. So share that feedback. Respond to the, re- respond to the tweets. Uh, we'll share contact info in a moment. But let's keep this Cloak & Dagger conversation going absolutely runaways was a lot of fun in that it brought out some fans some listeners we hadn't seen yet before in the marvel cinematic universe that were enormous fans of that property so we're really looking forward to uh interacting with the super fans of cloak and dagger if they're not already in the conversation with the marvel cinematic universe tv side or as a whole yeah, and um, I mean, again, really looking forward to the show to see what perspective it can bring and what uh, what new adventures uh, it can bring to us with these characters. Pete, how can people jump into that conversation, share their thoughts as they're watching Cloak and Dagger on Freeform? How can people be in touch with you? You can be in touch with me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 9,900. 37 followers can't be wrong and while i am personally on twitter as looking back lost you can be touched with the podcast any way you like comment on fantasticgeek.com email us at fantasticgeek at gmail.com check us out on twitter and instagram under fantasticgeek as well but wait Pete, there's more facebook.com slash fantasticgeek with the ph all one word like it today Well, with that, Pete, if you're listening to us on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, we will be talking more Marvel goodness. We'll be talking solo, etc. down the line. Uh, If you're listening to us on the Cloak & Dagger feed, we will do, uh, we're going to do it up right when the show hits. And uh, we certainly look forward to continuing to talk about this show. With that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. See you in the House of the Rising Sun.